Welcome everyone to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now let's dive in. What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Kerry Jack here, and I hope you're having an amazing day, really. Just enjoying this very moment right here and right now. And in this episode of the Happiest Podcast, we're talking to Miss Amanda Moriucci, who is the CEO of Appit, an award-winning Denver-based software development company where she has led the creation of more than a thousand custom mobile apps. Plus, she is also a happy hustler, a mom of three boys, a wife, and she is doing her thing because they are an Inc. 5000 award-winning company. She was also named 40 Under 40. She was also voted number one female-owned app development company in the entire world, or number two in the world, number one in America. So Amanda is legit crushing it in the tech industry where... For the most part, it's a bunch of guys. It's uh, it's largely a male-dominated industry. And she's out, out there, not only got a seat at the table, but owns her own table. And she's crushing it. And today, she's talking to us all about why you need to protect your IP, fortify your future, and stop letting AI and others steal it online. And how you can do that by actually creating your own tech. And we get into how digital theft is actually putting a governor on your growth, how you can actually create a more lucrative business entity that is potentially sellable for 10x the valuation by just getting your content, specifically if you're a content creator, off these third-party platforms and onto your own and what that process even looks like and if it's right for you. This is really a hot topic. I highly recommend listening to the end and then take Amanda and her team up on this amazing opportunity to connect with her. She actually drops her email address in the episode, not to mention she gives you some amazing free resources, which you can get at appitventures.com forward slash autonomous. They have a free PDF that goes through the five most common forms of digital theft and how you can protect yourself. Then there's like a three-part video series. And then if you want to book a call with her and her team, you can. I highly recommend this is something that I'm going deep down the rabbit hole and how I can protect the happy hustle and really just increase my enterprise value by owning my own tech. So this is something really take serious and, you know, go down this path to protect yourself and fortify your future. And if you do get value, or if you think of someone who could get value from this episode, especially if they are a content creator or a business owner or an entrepreneur who has their IP out there on the internet, this is something to share with them. And that's all also, you know, how we get this episode to more and more people is by spreading the message and helping others put the happy in their hustle as well. And that's, transparently how we stay in the top 0.5% globally ranked podcasts out there. So it's because of you, it's because you shared the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, after a quick episode sponsor break, we're going to be diving in to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. 
Real quick, let's talk about time and how there truly never seems to be enough of it. See, time is our most precious commodity. And as a leader of a growing company, you eventually realize you can't do everything by yourself. Not well, anyway. So you need a team. And you're probably right now spending countless hours doing tasks that could arguably be done better by someone else. And this time adds up and limits your growth. Thankfully, Belay can help. They've actually been helping me personally grow the happy hustle. And Belay is revolutionizing productivity with their flexible staffing solutions. See, for over a decade, Belay's executive assistants, bookkeepers, and social media managers have helped thousands of busy leaders like you and I unleash the powerful multiplying effects of delegation. So to help you get started, Belay is offering you a free copy of their book, Delegate to Elevate. Learn how you can spend more time focused on doing what only you can do by leveraging the power of delegation. To claim this offer, all you got to do is text the word HUSTLE to 55123 for your free copy today. That's HUSTLE, H-U-S-T-L-E, to 55123. Get started delegating the details so you can focus on what matters most with Belay. Big shout out to Belay. Thanks for sponsoring this episode. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, Amanda Moriucci, welcome to the Happy Hustle Podcast, my friend. I am super excited to rock the mic with you. Same, friend. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be a very fun episode. We have a lot to talk about. I mean, you are the CEO of Appit, an award-winning Denver-based software development company, which is also an Inc. 5000 award-winning company. You are also just an amazing serial entrepreneur, a happy hustler at that, and really someone that I look to who's an expert in their field, especially a field dominated largely by men. What's the stat again about you? I want to make sure I get it right. I don't want to butcher it. You are, in terms of women-owned app companies, t- tell the happy hustlers what, what, your, uh, what your award is in that regard. Yeah. So we are the, uh, the number one woman-owned app developer in the country, in the US. And then we're second rated in the world. So I'm really happy about that. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Stuff. I mean... It's amazing. Like, I don't want to just gloss over that because there's so much amazing stuff out there, you know, when it comes to software development and app development, but then to be a woman in in the industry and then to be number one of all the women in the industry, it's so cool. And I'm just so like grateful to know you. And I'm really excited to share your journey, but also how software can help these happy hustlers out here who are on the content hamster wheel and like grinding, you know, building their their businesses on other people's rented real estate, other platforms, and how we can start to own our own tech and how we can really essentially become a prominent platform owner and, and really create something that is sellable. You know, that's what it's so exciting in terms of what you're building before we get in all that good stuff, Amanda, what, what's something interesting about yourself that not too many people know? Um, goodness. I think one of my favorite things to talk about is I, um, I'm the proud mom of three boys. Um, so 
for as much as I do with elevating women in my industry, I do joke around that uh, my household is a good reminder that men are still a powerful force in the universe. So, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, three boys and... I'm about to be a dad to a boy, so I've been leaning on you for some some parenting insights, wow. and it's it's like, yeah, it's going to be a, a great journey, and I can only imagine running like an Inc. Five Thousand business as well as running a household. It's you're like a superwoman. It's uh, it's impressive. <laughs> so anyway, before we kind of, oh, go ahead, go ahead. If I can, if I can parent three strong boys, I can certainly run a company. And I, uh, I love those parallels. It's, it's certainly something that I, that I value quite a bit. Being a mom's made me certainly a better business leader. That is for sure. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, that's something we value at the happy hustle as well is like personal and professional quote unquote success and the blissful balance between the two. It's, it's not just crushing it in the boardroom, but crushing it in the living room, you know, and, and being respected in both. Like that's, that's what it's all about. Um, I do want to get right into the meat and potatoes because this is something that's a hot topic and it's, it's something I personally experience and it's the theft from AI and others online because I'm not protecting my IP. And I know your business solves this problem, but speak to the problem first and foremost. When it comes to like the scraping that's going on, the artificial intelligence, yeah. like stealing our IP and our data, talk to the happy hustlers who are maybe unaware. What, what the heck is, is happening? Absolutely. So scraping Scraping's been around forever. Um, the difference is, is recently AI tools, ChatGPT is probably the most well-known, has really exacerbated this and brought scraping to be uh, kind of a front and center topic, especially for content creators. So let's talk about scraping. Basically what it is, is your competitors will look to your website. They'll find some of your high quality content. So most often it's your blog, it's maybe even some of your social media postings. It's a lot of the content that you're putting out on the public domain. So your website, your social media, your blog. And what competitors will do is they'll map your content to their keyword strategy. And what they'll try to do is they'll try to repurpose what you've already written as their own. Now, historically, it wasn't mm. that big of a deal, right? Because a person would be doing it. And it's labor intensive. It takes a ton of time and thought. Um, also, it was expensive because you have a human doing it. <clears throat> but the nice thing is you'd have a human who was putting thought into how they were repurposing your content. So they'd be keeping an eye out for things like uh, copyright infringement or you know, trying to avoid blatant plagiarism. Um, and so that's why scraping historically wasn't such a big deal. Today, it's done in an instant with AI tools and ChatGPT um, because it's run just through a computer program. So um, that ChatGPT can steal all of that data, repurpose it into something new and different, and it can be done immediately versus a human doing it, it would have taken mm. a week or so. And so I think that's why 
for me, at least being in the industry, there are just some major red flags. And even some of my most valuable content, I'm not putting on the public domain. Like I need to talk to you first before I'm going to share my Mm. knowledge and my expertise and my thought leadership, mostly because I don't want a machine to steal what I have to say and cheapen it and use it uh, to further my competitor's business. Yeah. I I really this some this is something that hits home because I recently saw someone literally steal my 10 alignments and make it their own. There's companies that are knocking off the happy hustle left and right. And it, it is what it is. I'd rather outcompete them as a better business and 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 a better service. But regardless, the the fact still remains like and you you say it well, it puts a governor on your growth because you are now literally yeah. People are stealing your IP and they are claiming it as their own. And it, it's, it sucks for creators, like more than anyone. I think it, it really sucks for creators and, and, and especially, you know, people who want to do good and, and share their content freely. I, I like, I want to give as much away as I possibly can, but it's sad because it's getting stolen and, I know you have like a whole process around, you know, protecting yourself, but specifically you talk about some of the, the ways, you know, IP theft is, is, is taking place. And, and you have even an amazing like PDF that people can download. Well, talk to us about that PDF and, and where people can even get it because like, I'm sure they hear this and I don't want to freak people out without giving them a solution, but let's just like, kind of like talk about some of these assets that you've put together that people can actually protect themselves by learning how it's happening and then what you can do about it. Absolutely. So we put together just a quick um, PDF document. It was, it's five pages and we go through the five most common types of digital theft and how that affects content creators and community builders specifically And in each of those forms of theft, we say, okay, here's how you can do things differently to protect yourself. So I know in the creator economy, a big thing is don't build your business on rented space, right? So a lot of the conversation comes to, hey, build your own email list because you own that email list, right? And that isn't always Mm. the most perfect solution because then by having your own email list, you're even exposing yourself to another form of digital theft, which is stealing your customer's attention, right? So anybody who has, mm. you know, a couple different email accounts, you probably have them all tied into your single uh, email app on your phone. And if you're opening up that app, if you're anything like me, every single day, you have hundreds, if not thousands of unread email. And how how yep. are you, Carrie Jack, someone that I really admire? You've done a lot for me and my business. I want to hear from you. Your email is going to get buried amongst all of these thousands of other emails, and I might miss it. And what mm. happens if I have a day yep. where I really want to hear from you? I want to interact with your thoughts and your content and your community. How am I going to find you in my email? And so... I'm just seeing Mm. a confluence of these different types of limitations for content creators and community builders all coming to a head. And it can be intimidating, Mm. but it's, you don't have to stay stuck. 
And I think that's the point of that that uh, document we had put together was to help some of these people find a, a better way through just these recent advancements and changes in technology. Yeah. It, and and that's really, it, it's, you got to change with the times. You got to protect yourself and really think through yeah. this stuff. I know it's daunting, but it will bite you in the butt if you're not proactive. And that's the truth, you know, for lack of a better term, truly. Um, but the, the PDF I've even, I've seen this PDF y'all. This is, this is like a, a breakdown of exactly what's taking place in detail. And I love how you laid it out where you actually give an example of how this could look in the marketplace, like mm -hmm. how email attention is being robbed. Just like you mentioned, you know, you give a, a, a small story example and like the problem and the solution, and it's very in depth. So, so we'll link up the, the PDF in the show notes. And if you guys want it, it's free. That's the best part. And then I know you also have like a, a video series explaining the PDF. Talk to them about just that PDF um, video series as well. Yeah, yeah. So um it's I think we did three videos and the in the first video we're just going into more detail. So we're explaining um beyond what's in that PDF document. We're talking about, hey, this is why this is an issue now. This is why it's so so much more serious today than it was even a year ago. And um kind of going mm. in on detail there. And then in the second video, we talk about like, why is this so hard for content creators? Um, and really it's because when you're first growing your business, you have got to establish product market fit. So we talk about what is product market fit? How do you know you found it? And how do you know it's time to consider building your own technology? I think that's what we run into with most of our customers is they start to feel intimidated by owning their own technology. Um, and it's just because it's an industry where, you know, there's so many different possibilities, it can feel overwhelming. So I try to simplify the process and help you figure out when is it a good time? Um, because if you start before you're ready, you may not have the same kind of results that we've seen for some of our other customers. So we talk about that. And then in the last video, we talk about just the entrepreneurial journey overall. And how do you know if you really are the person to invest in your own technology? Because the reality is, is even if you don't have your own technology, you can still make a remarkable income. You can still leave a remarkable impact. And really, I try to help our customers isolate, like, am I a fit for this type of work or should I keep the status quo? And generally, I'm just trying to reduce the confusion and the fear and just the ambiguity around making that decision because it, it really isn't for everybody. Um, and that's, that's what I'm trying to help our customers figure mm. out. Yeah. And, and that's, that's something that you've even helped me figure out because personally, I'll just speak to my journey. Like, you know, I am putting content out there. I'm getting it stolen. <laughs> it is a hamster wheel, right? Of, of nonstop. It's, you know, people don't even understand this. Like you post on Instagram or LinkedIn or TikTok or whatever, and it's literally gone out of people's feeds in probably three seconds. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe they never see it, right? 
And and these are people who actually want your content, but the, due to the ever-changing algorithms, like your stuff's not getting seen. You're competing with ads. You're competing with other people's stuff. You're competing with sponsored posts. You're competing with so much out there. And it really like opened up my eyes to a whole new possibility of, okay, I can actually own my own tech. I can own my own platform and I can build something that's sellable, truly sellable. Like you're not going to sell yeah. your Instagram for most part. Like I know some people can like transition to new ownership, but like if you're the personal brand, it's like pretty hard to actually make that transition. But like for you, you talked to me about how I could actually put all the happy hustle content into a, a single tech platform. It, it could be on the web. It's also app based as well. You know, it's like there, this is something that I, I don't think is super foreign. People understand apps, but a lot of people who build apps, they white label them, you know, and yeah. for those people who don't understand white labeling, just explain that if you would, just before I go any further. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think most people are probably familiar with Kajabi, right? So Kajabi is a learning platform that gives content creators the ability to put the, all of their content and their communities into that platform, but they have their own branded app. Even though they didn't build that app, um, Kajabi built the app. It's on Kajabi's platform. You're not going to see Kajabi in that mobile app, it appears as if it's your brand. And that's the concept of a white label. Um, and so really, mm -hmm. Kajabi's a phenomenal job supporting content creators and community leaders in giving them something to start with, right? Because you, you can have your brand there. But that's different than owning your own technology, right? And so what we're doing differently is we're building you your own custom code. And I think that's where on the surface, as far as apps are concerned, it's still like you're going to have your brand, whether it's your own technology or it's on a platform. But the difference is, is the ownership. So it's not just ownership of the code. Mm. It's ownership of your customers and it's ownership of your content. And I think that's mm. where there's there's a subtle but powerful difference is even if you've built your app on Kajabi or LearnDash or Circle or Mighty Networks and you've put your audience on that app, the whatever platform you're on views your customers as their customers. And there's a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. And so we, we, um, we remove that conflict of interest and we protect our clients by giving them full ownership of everything content, technology, and their community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really think the best analogy, and I know you've told me this, it, it just kind of, it clicked is like, think about like renting a room in an apartment, right? That's what you're yeah. doing when you're white labeling or when you're, when you're building something on someone else's platform, you're renting, right? Real estate. And then what you're talking about doing through App Adventures and, and the subsidiary Autonomous, right? Your your companies is you are building a dream home from for somebody, like custom build dream home that you own 
and oh, you could put a money tree in the front yard. You could put a massive swimming pool in the back, right? It's like you create it and then you can have as many parties as you want, as many people who you want to come. There's no noise regulation. There's no outside neighbors to bug you because you own the property around you. And everyone who comes over is having a great time because they're there for a reason and they want to be there, you know? And it's like, that clicked for me. And I hope it clicks for all the happy hustlers out there because there's there's really like there's a level where you can get away with light white labeling and you can use these learning management, you know, software systems and tools. But then there will be a point when you grow and you are going to need to own your own real estate and build your own dream home. And that's where Amanda comes in. Like you said, it's not for everybody and it's not for a, a, someone just starting out, but for the select happy hustlers out there who have graduated from these other white label tools, what's the first step? Like, how do you go about, what's your process to actually owning your own tech in, in that build out, that build out specifically? Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. So I have to say the good news is, is most of our customers are further along down the path than they realize, right? So I think the hardest part about building successful apps like this is starting with the core problem you solve, right? So you're the essence of your brand, right? And then you build content around how you solve that core problem. And then you engage a community around that content. And the cool thing is, is most of your listeners and a lot of our clients have already done that. And that's the hardest part. Then when they realize, okay, so there's, there's kind of three symptoms that indicate you're, it's time for you to pivot off of your white labeled app and into your own tech. And that's number one is control. Like you're really craving a deeper control over the customer experience. Um, and, and you, maybe you're getting some feedback from your customers about, Hey, I love what you're doing. Your content's amazing. I'd love to see this feature in the app. And because you're on a white labeled platform, you can't, you can't give that customer what they're asking for. And so that's the second, that's flexibility into how you give your customers the features that they're asking for. So that's your second symptom. And then the third is, uh, visibility. So the thing that just boggles my mind for these content creators is the level of success that that you guys have reached not knowing like not having the data around who are your most engaged members what is your top performing content and I don't know how you guys do it I mean constantly producing high quality content and hoping that it's the right hitting the right audience at the right time and it's my hat off to to that that group of content creators that are able to engage their audience purely by guessing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Apologies for interrupting your programming. But I have to tell you, the best investment you can make in yourself is one in which helps you acquire skills. You've probably heard people talk about, oh, just invest in yourself and you'll be successful. Yes, that's true to a degree, but you have to invest in skills that will ultimately help you achieve your desired results. And I think one of the best skills one can possess, be it an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur, is the sales sword. 
really knowing how to sell, utilizing pressure-free persuasion, which will make you more money and more impact. Now, if you want to know how to sell more efficiently and effectively, I just launched a sales course called The Proven Roadmap Process to Selling Millions of Dollars and Helping You to Increase Your Conversions Guaranteed. And you can get access to this new sales course that The Happy Hustle is launching at thehappyhustle.com forward slash sales. And if you act fast, you'll get it at the lowest price it'll ever be available because we are launching it and we want to gain amazing testimonials and social proof to further share this knowledge. So if you act fast, you can get it at the lowest price it'll ever be. That's at thehappyhustle.com forward slash sales. Now let's get back to this episode. And so usually if we're talking with customers, they're experiencing those three symptoms. And all we want to do is have a phone call. I just, I want to hear about your business. I want to make sure those are your three symptoms. And then I want to answer your questions. Um, In some of my other podcast interviews, I talk about bringing humanity to technology. And a big part of us making sure we're building you exactly what you need to serve your business is let's connect on a human level. Let me hear your story. What are you, what have you been doing? What are you working towards? What are your ultimate goals? And, you know, can I, can I really take what you've built and 10 exit, 20 exit, 40 exit? So you're getting the kind of value out of the time and money you're investing in building your own technology. Mm, Yeah. So well said. And I mean, I really like that you identified those key lever movers and the, and the factors of which um, really a creator should think through the control, the flexibility and the visibility. If you're not, if you're lacking in, in one or all three of those areas, like having a chat with Amanda and her team is is 100% necessary, in my opinion, especially because you have proof, like you have social proof. When you were telling me some of your clients and their success, I was like, what they're doing? What? Like you told me, tell them about that one. You don't have to name names if you, if it's confidential, but she's doing like a million a month with her, um, with her app because she just, just, I don't want to butcher it, but just explain that one client that you told me. And I know it's multiple, but like, I think people really want to understand, like they need to understand the potential here. You know, it's like, not only is this person making like 10 X what they, what they were per month, but you also now have like, uh, a market valuation of a hundred X what it was, yeah. right? So just explain that case study just so people can understand. Yeah. So we're now up to three clients now where we picked them up and they, when we started working with them, they were anywhere between like two to 5,000 already paid subscribers. Okay. So their monthly revenue was in the six figure or I'm sorry, the five figure range. And then once they once they started working with us and then we launched their application, they're now in multiple seven figure. So we we just skipped over the six figure earning. We went from five to seven figure earnings monthly. And that to me has been such a rush because I love seeing, yeah, I love seeing good people succeed like that. Um, and so that's just the money in terms of monthly revenue. But then the other thing, um, from an entrepreneur's perspective, I've learned, you know, I'm coming at it as an entrepreneur myself, building my own business. I always, 
you know, I build a strong business because I, I, I want to do that, but you're always keeping an eye on your exit, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to eventually retire and what's my exit plan. And that is one subtle Mm, difference mm -hmm. I've learned between someone like me and someone like a content creator, because I don't know if it was ever, you know, shared that it could be possible for you to exit a business, especially if you've started building your business as a personal brand. You know, I, I always have kind of seen people be like, oh, well, it's just my brand. And that's not true. Um, your brand is an element of your business and your business has value. And so when you uh, bring in an asset such as your own custom technology, the the multiple valuation on your business is 10x what you're earning, um, especially because you have recurring monthly revenue. And that is something that is a holy grail for large-scale investors, strategic acquirers. And that's where um, you start to see entrepreneurs start thinking like, okay, I don't always have to be the personal brand. I can build a professional business. And now I have an asset that will either serve me in the long run, or I can sell and get a nice price for all of the effort that I've put in. Mm. Yeah, that's like music to my ears as a as a as a creator in the trenches myself, like getting a multiple on my monthly revenue and like having an exit. And I love what I do, don't get me wrong, and I'm sure everyone out there listening like who's who's built something, you know, substantial is is passionate about it. But still, like why not get paid for what you're worth and really like it it comes down to the ownership. Like you, if you have a ClickFunnels account that is where everything is hosted, your courses or a Kajabi or, or a Circle or any of these, but like you cannot go to a strategic acquirer, like you said, or a, an investor and say, oh, here's my business, you know, but like, it's just, it's not the same as owning your own tech, you know? And I think, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the scary components that people think at least would hold them back from this journey. Because like even you, you helped rid those thoughts from myself where I was like, yeah, but isn't it like, doesn't it constantly need updates? And like, what, what about, you know, the build processes and isn't it expensive? And like, you know, that like, they're like, yeah, this isn't for everybody. Truly. We know that. But for the right people, it is legit a no-brainer, you know. And we, we like, we went through all this for my own stuff, and and I'm like, yeah, this makes so much sense. What are some of those like key objections that you might hear, and, and what would be your response to them? Yeah. So the biggest objection we hear is cost, right? Wow, that's really expensive. Um, and it certainly is. I mean, to build an app, I think as far, depending on what your, what our customers are wanting to do, prices on the low end can range from 50,000 to on the high end to 200, 300,000. I mean, it's not a small investment. However, if you look at the results that we've gotten for our clients, you know, I kind of, I struggle because, well, on the one hand, I totally get it. I empathize as an entrepreneur myself. The idea of dropping 200 grand makes me want to throw up, right? However, if somebody came to me and said, hey, Amanda, 
if you spent, you know, 200,000 for the ability to exit for, you know, a hundred million in three years, would that be worth it to you? And the answer is, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I spent 200 grand for a million, right? That's a, that's a good trade-off to me. Um, and so I think yeah. when we reframe it in that way, it, it shifts things a little bit. Um, and then the other objection is kind of what you touched on. Isn't it hard? Like, don't you have to keep updating it, um, updating the technology? And on the one hand, yeah, you, you have to make some updates. Um, like I know, especially on iOS recently, um, our customers had to make updates where if, and anybody who has a, an iOS app knows with all those app updates where you had to hit ask app not to track. Like that's a minor update that we've had to make for our customers. But technology has matured. I mean, iPhone and Android have been around for nearly 20 years now. And so um, that technology has matured and you're not having to invest as much as you used to. Um, and then I think the last one would be, honestly, Carrie, just fear. Like, are you going to screw me over? Right? And I, I think on that side, that one is always where I struggle a little bit because I mean, I know myself, my customers know me. Um, coming from a smaller city, I'm like, listen, I don't want to run into you at a restaurant or at the grocery store. I don't want to be out with my family and feel ashamed that I'm running into you. Like I, I genuinely care about you as a person. I value the work that we do. And candidly, not everyone in my industry is like that. So I think that comes down to mm. just being savvy in how you're selecting the partner to do this type of work for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you nailed it. I mean, like the investment that you make in you, in your business, literally, you'd be hard pressed to find returns like this in any industry, not no. Bitcoin or crypto, not <laughs> NFTs, not stocks and bonds. Like to think of the multiple that your clients are getting, it's, it blows my mind. Um, yeah, you got to put skin in the game and, and, and you got to build it out. But like, if you have attention and you have an audience and you have the potential for a reoccurring business model, like there's no better place. I don't think that you could put money and energy into to get the return that's potential. And, you know, like you said, the apps and the updates, you got to do that anyway with other with other devices. Like you're going to update your web, WordPress website even, you know, um, and, yeah. and yeah, the integrity piece. Like I can I can speak directly to your integrity and just how you you operate as a as a human like. There's, I haven't met anyone in this industry like you ever before in my life. And I've, I was a tech entrepreneur. You know, it's like you just operate different and it's so refreshing to see you keep it real. You know, um, the one thing too, I just want to make a note of like she, you know, you, you have three, you mentioned, you know, real success stories right now for autonomous, which is building these creator apps, but you've been building apps for businesses and companies and yeah. governments for decades, you know? So I just want to be clear, yeah. like you've been in this game for a long time. This, this is just a new piece to the app ventures puzzle, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, one of my favorite stories is we built the first ever fully custom digital driver's license in the country. And I, I think that's probably one of my more proud moments as far as work's concerned, because 
we were so focused on security and user experience and making it simple for the citizens of Colorado to to more easily and securely and conveniently update their driver's license and you know show it to a police officer if you got pulled over or not that I have ever gone through that. Um, or like if you're wanting to go to a bar, like <laughs> the culture of um, our state in terms of just something subtle, but it was so powerful. And working with um, the the, off, the governor's office of IT was one of the highlights of my career. Um, and so we've done stuff like that. Uh, we work with um, other businesses working on just really critical, mission critical applications to run their business. And so, you know, applying some of the lessons that I've learned over the past 20 years now, it's been a long, long time since almost 20 years, I guess 18, I'm giving myself a few more years, but um, 18 years really working toward this. um, This is kind of the work that we're doing for creators is the culmination of, you know, more than a decade of experience and applying kind of the best of the best from each of these projects over time. Um, And that's why we're having such a fun time with it. And I also think that's why our customers are seeing the results that they are. They already did the hard work, Carrie. They've already established the problem they solved. They've already built that content. They've already found a following. That's hard. That is not easy work. And I have the privilege of just coming along and putting some structure around that, that puts a magnifying glass on the value that these creators are already providing. And we're magnifying that impact. Mm. And that that's what gets me excited to do my work every day. Yeah, uh, I love it. And, you know... <laughs> When you when you said this to me, I was I was uh, I, I giggle inside because it's so true. It just kind of sums up your ethos too. It's like I want to make good people rich, you know, and that's literally what you're doing. Because then those good people, like, literally just help more people. You know, like you are literally making good yeah. people like and a filthy rich. It's 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 pretty awesome to see, and it's. You know, and you're you're selective with who you work with for that reason. Like you, you're not working with just everybody. You know, and it's and it's important that distinction. I think everyone out there, the happy hustlers, you should really get clear on like who you really, really, really want to serve, and really make sure that those are the people that you want to support. Because you know, unfortunately, you'll be unfulfilled if you if you don't clarify that, and they're the wrong type of people. So yeah, I really appreciate that about you. This has been freaking fun. Phenomenal. I, I'm really pumped. I know people out there are like, all right, I got to talk with Amanda and her team. Like, what, where could people go to even like, if they did want to talk with your team? I know you do almost like a calculation call on what their potential business could be worth and like how it could look. Like, you actually get into the weeds. It's not just like, oh, we're going to like do a pitch. Like, this is like, you actually give them real value on the call. Talk to them about that call and, and where people can go to even book one. Yeah. So I, uh, if, if people want to just meet me just to have a conversation, you can email me, just send me an email. It's Amanda at appadventures.com. If you're not ready, listen, I, I get it's a, a hard ask to just hop on the phone because you don't know me all that well yet. So if you want to learn some more first, 
Um, we built a page specifically for your listeners, Carrie. It's um, it's just appitventures.com forward slash FYF. And that stands for fortify your future, right? So that's where you can download that um, that PDF that we were talking about. You can watch those videos. Um, and then once you've learned a little bit more, that's where you can book a project call. Um, but you know, if there's anyone who has immediate questions now, just shoot me a note. Um, I'm a real human. I still manage my own email. So you can get me there. Um, but yeah, I think I really to learn more go to appitventures.com forward slash FYF. Love that. Yeah. And we'll link it all up in the show notes. And that was very generous. Like, you know, that you even gave your email out because yeah, this is like, this is a, a really dense topic and, you know, to fortify yeah. your future, truly like you need to, you need to have this, this understanding of like what's possible, how you can own your own tech, how you can custom build your dream home rather than rent a, an apartment, you know, for the rest of your, your, your business career. Like this is, this is stuff that I know you're open to having conversations and really educating people. Um, and if you're not ready yet for that conversation, I still urge you to fortify your future by learning those digital, you know, theft, um, you know, common, those common five, you know, things that are taking place right now anyway, and, and ways that you can yeah. protect yourself. So there's, there's multiple resources. We'll link it all up. I mean, I do want to ask you a couple of my more traditional happy hustle questions, if I may. Um, this yeah. is like what I like to call the happy hustle hacks. And I know you're big into health. First, you know, do you have a happy hustle hack, maybe a tip, a tool, a tactic, something that you do that's a little unique in the health game that we can deem a happy hustle hack? Um, I don't know. Carrie, I don't know if this is unique, but I really follow the, uh, like the 5 a.m. club. Um, so when I, when I get up at five, I work out for 20 minutes. I journal or meditate depending on how I'm feeling that day. And then I read for 20 minutes. And the days that I do that, my life is infinitely uh, richer um, than the days that I don't. Um, so, you know, I know a lot of people are all about, you know, that kind of morning routine. And it works for me, um, that 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, and it's something that I rely on quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Definitely. As they say, the early bird gets the worm, you know, so uh, <laughs> I appreciate that about you for sure. Let's talk about money. You know, I see it as yeah. a tool. It's a, it's a frequency, right? It, it makes you more who you truly are. What would you say is a happy hustle hack when it comes to money? Maybe something you do to save or invest or spend wisely, like that we could deem a happy hustle hack. Yeah. So I actually learned this from a friend of mine. His name is Chris Felton. And he talked about um, tracking your personal cash flow. And so I, uh, mm. just like in my business, I track my personal cash flow. And at the end of each month, like I'll calculate it out. And if I have whatever surplus I have, I split that um, in, in half. So one half goes towards investing more into the business for me. And the other half is for fun. And so, I, you know, I, I point that out because right now my business is my savings account. Um, and I, I enjoy reinvesting back into my business. But I also need to make sure that I'm keeping some for myself as well. And so, um, yeah, planning that hmm. cash flow and splitting the surplus at the end of each month has been just a game changer for me. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's great advice. And also just having like a fun account. Like if you if you're just oh, constantly yeah. saving and, and not like enjoying the fruits of your labor, like you're missing the boat. You're not happy hustling. So I just want to preface that like smart saving, yes, but then also enjoying your your fruits of your labor and and giving yourself a budget to do so. Um let's talk about spirituality. When it comes to, you know, connecting to a higher power, like I just think it's so important to have faith in something bigger than yourself, not necessarily one religion or another. That's, you know, to each their own. But what would you say is a way maybe that you are connected spiritually? Maybe a, something you do, a happy hustle hack, will you, to connect to a higher power? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, just being vulnerable for a moment, I, um, my spiritual journey I've been kind of in the desert for the past little bit. I lost my dad a few years ago and just haven't really been on the same spiritual plane since then. Um, and so I've been really present to how that healing process has been. Um, and I I think the thing that's coming to mind for me right now, Carrie, is when I was um when I was younger, my dad used to say, the higher your higher power is it's like the wind. You don't see it, but you feel it. And, uh, you know, when it's there. Mm. And I think I've been reflecting on that quite a bit in my healing is no matter where you're at in your spiritual journey, whether you are connecting or not, I think the hack is just acknowledging that you are where you're supposed to be in this moment for a purpose and to find peace in that. And, um, when you submit to a higher power, there is rest there and there's power. Um, and when you're ready, you'll get there. Um, I think for me, I, because I'm an achiever, I just had so much judgment on myself around, I need to be this way. I need to be, um, living my spiritual life a certain way. And, uh, recently I've just really found peace in that I am where I'm supposed to be for a reason. And the story will present itself in due time. Um, so that's not necessarily a hack, but I think it's just because I'm in that, like, that phase of like when the Polaroid hasn't quite become clear yet. So I'll have to keep you posted. Yeah. How I, how that's please do. And, and that was deep and, and, and sage wisdom at that. I really appreciate that. Um, that concept that's like the wind, you know, you feel it, um, but not necessarily see it. That's awesome. Amanda, this has been phenomenal. I do want to put you through the rapid fire round and then we'll wrap this interview up. This is where I just ask random random questions and, and you answer honestly. First thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Favorite food. Go. Spaghetti. Favorite movie. Dumb and dumber. Don't judge me. <laughs> Favorite book. The 5 a.m. club. What's your spirit animal? Oh, otter. <laughs> nice. Best business advice. Uh, remember that your entrepreneurial journey is sacred. Make the noise of your happy hustle autonomous rebel yell. Oh my gosh. No, Carrie, because it always comes out like a turkey gobble. It's like an inside joke with my family. I'm not doing it. 
Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. What what are three things you're most grateful for? Uh, my family, hands down. My my husband and my boys, they're my everything. Um Number two would be uh, just the the chance to serve uh, the way I am in my business. And the third would be the way that that this entrepreneurial journey has broken me wide open and the humility and the internal peace it's given me. Mm, Love that. And if you had a billboard for the world to see with your last piece of content on it, what's that billboard read? Mm. don't take yourself so seriously boom crush that rapid fire round and amanda i just want to take a moment to acknowledge you for sharing your love your light your wisdom i'm just so grateful for you and what you're doing in the world to really protect people and creators and business owners and entrepreneurs and people who are working so hard to spread their message, but only to get it stolen. Like you are literally saving people's trajectories and, and it's, 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 it's powerful. I'm grateful to be a part of it and collaborate with you. And, and I'm just, yeah, I'm honored to know you. So thank you again. Likewise, friend. Thank you. You are uh, you're an inspiration. I appreciate you so much. Yeah, man, this is amazing. I hope everyone really takes Amanda up on these resources. We'll link them all up in the show notes, but highly, highly, highly recommend, you know, just getting into the mindset to fortify your future, download the PDF and really like take this stuff seriously. Just if we could encapsulate everything we talked about, what would you say to everyone with a strong, like, you know, battle cry almost of like, you know, putting a bow on all the things apid and autonomous. I would say you've done the hard work. Now is your time to reward yourself and really look to how you're going to expand in the future. It's now's your time. Um, kind of stop worrying about making other platforms rich and bowing to the algorithms. Take care of you. Um, cause you've already done the hard work. Oh, I love that. And final question, Amanda, what does happy hustling mean to you? Well, you taught me this, Carrie, it's about really leading a balanced life and making sure that I'm paying attention to every section of my life that, um, a rich life is going to have each of those areas that are in perfect balance. And when I, when I do that, that's where I'm really in my best place to leave the best impact. So I owe you that for teaching Mm. that Carrie, that's been life-changing. So thank you. Ah, I love to hear that. Amanda, you rock. Thanks so much everyone for watching and listening. We are out. Peace and love everyone. Real quick, guys, I got to share with you a little secret, and that is optimal sleep. If you are not sleeping optimally, you are not going to be able to happy hustle a life that you love. You can listen to podcasts, you can read books, you can, you know, 
do your best to go to the gym and eat healthy. But if you're not sleeping well, you're not going to be a happy hustler. That's just the damn truth. But fortunately for you, I have a little secret weapon, and that is magnesium breakthrough. These are seven different forms of magnesium all in one little capsule. And then you can actually optimize your sleep because it legit reduces the cortisol levels and helps with deep relaxation so that you are sleeping optimally. And the best part is they actually stand behind their products at Bioptimizers. You get a 365-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it for whatever reason, send it back. Check it out at magbreakthrough.com and you can get up to 33% off today. Again, that's magbreakthrough.com forward slash happy. Now, back to this episode. Real quick, y'all, I want to share with you something that is making a very positive impact on my physical health, as well as my mental health, but more so my physical health, because I really believe that you have to detox your body. You have to sweat those toxins out regularly in order to be optimized, in order to actually happy hustle your blissful balance and your dream reality. And one of the ways that I actually detox my body is from my Therasage infrared portable and affordable 360 plus sauna. This thing is my go-to. I love it because it's actually affordable and it is portable and it actually is made by a family-owned company that stands behind their products. And the best part is you actually get the hookup for watching and listening to the Happiest Podcast, you can just go to theirsage.com and you could just type in code HAPPY and it will actually save you over 10% on everything store-wide, but specifically the sauna. And the good thing about the sauna is it actually burns calories. So you just sit on your bum, you can burn calories, you can de- decrease the inflammation in your body, which a lot of dis-ease stems from, and you can increase the blood flow circulation, which... I'll just tell you there's a ton more benefits, but those three in and of itself are worth your while. So you guys check it out, Therasage, that's T-H-E-R-A-S-A-G-E.com, and then use code HAPPY to save yourself some money. And they got a bunch of holistic healing products on their site, but I'm just referencing this Thera 360 Plus sauna. I have the black one, love it. And uh, the cool thing is also you actually... You know, you have hand holes where you can stick your hands in. So you could be working on your laptop or reading and your head protrudes. So your brain doesn't swell. A lot of like other saunas that, you know, the dry saunas, like at the gym, potentially, um, if you have one in your gym, you know, it's like a hot rocks. Those actually swell your brain over time and have detrimental effects. And given my current brain injury from the CO poisoning, I'm really glad my head is actually protruding from the heat zone in this Therasage sauna. So that's another reason why I love it. You guys check it out again, therasage.com, and then use code HAPPY to save. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Yeah.